Welcome to Listening with Leaders. I'm Doug Noel, lawyer turned peacemaker. I teach executive leaders how to listen to emotions rather than words so that they can become the leaders everyone wants to follow. And I teach those same leaders how to be authentically present, available, and connected to their families, despite being insanely busy. I have learned that we are 98% emotional and only 2% rational. Learning how to listen to emotions is, in my experience, the foundational skill of life. Stick around to the end of the show, and I'll reveal how you can be on our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. So let's get started. Courtney Bagme Lupillin, you are the founder and CEO of Little Red Management, which can be found at littleredmanagement.com. You are one of the most interesting young people I've met in a long time because you are all about influencer celebrities. Tell us your backstory. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, where do I begin? <laughs> um, it's it's kind of been a whirlwind um, and crazy to think that um, I work with all of my favorite, like, reality stars and people that I used to watch on TV and, like, can actually text them and FaceTime them if I wanted to, um, which is super cool. But um, I really, you know, when I was in college, so this was back 2015, it was kind of the first year, Doug, where like people from reality TV were actually getting a following on Instagram. And like Instagram was still fairly new. Like I think it was like three, four years in the making and people were like starting to get a following and marketers were starting to realize that like this could be like a new outlet for marketing, right? Um, and I studied advertising at the time at University of Colorado and Boulder, and I was always super into social media. All of my like internships were all like social media coordinator, ta- uh, marketing coordinator, things like that. And it wasn't until I would say, God, what year was that? It was like, I want to say like 2014, someone told me that there was like a meet and greet with like Demi Lovato in LA. And I was like, Oh my God, like I'm from the Bay area. So it's like a six hour drive to LA just for reference. Um, And I was like, and this was like in, when I was in Colorado and they were like, Oh, Demi Lovato, like around Thanksgiving break, like, like you could go meet her. And I was like, Oh my God, she's my favorite. Like I want to go. So I like drug my friend with me, drove six hours to LA and like ended up meeting her and like ran into all of these people from one of my favorite tv shows x factor sorry x factor at the time i don't did you ever watch that i don't watch television but i'm aware of the show oh my goodness i haven't owned a television set in 40 years oh my so you don't even know any of the people i'm going to talk about i'm just kidding (laughs) that's all right you're excited excited about it and that's the most important thing oh um yeah so like we ended up, um, we ended up like going to the movie theater and like meeting the whole cast of the show. And I just had never felt that kind of high in my life, like just meeting celebrities and like taking selfies and just like, I guess the, the reactions that you get from people when you tell them who you just met, you know, and like everyone telling you how cool it is and like, that just like never gets old. Honestly, even to this day, like doesn't get old, like even taking 
pictures with someone that you're excited about and like showing other people. Um, but no, that's like when I realized that that's what I wanted to, um, do. And I was just kind of dug all about like figuring out how to get there. So that was kind of. So starting from there to getting your own management company going where you're managing these celebrities. Yeah. How did that, how did that happen? Yeah. So I ended up like working in tech for a few years, super random for three, three years. And after a while, um, I moved down to LA and in the meantime of like working in my tech company at the tech, at my tech company, at the tech company, I would DM these influencers and like try to befriend them and offer to volunteer and like create their website for them and like do design work and create a media kit and like all these sort of things that I offer to do for free, right? Of like to just like build that connection. Um, and I ended up finally like being ready to move to LA and that was 2018. So five and a half years ago. And um, I got a job at a talent agency, worked there for a year and worked like learned all about like more about celebrity endorsements and how that all worked. And it was super amazing. And, you know, they just didn't want to work, like weren't super open with working with reality TV talent. And that's what I wanted to do. Um, So that was kind of the sign. Like I knew, I would say Doug, like personally, I probably knew about like eight eight reality stars. Um, and I, I ended up like essentially being like, Hey, can I pitch you and make you money? And like, who's going to say no, you know? (laughs) I was like, I can't hear you. Oh, no, you're good now. Okay. Um, so you asked people whether or not you could, you could represent them. Yeah. I mean, I asked people if I could pitch them to try to make them money. Okay. Got it. And, and that was like early on where like, I was just trying to get a hold of everyone and anyone so that I could essentially pitch them and make them money. That takes a lot of guts. I know that's what I've been learning about myself lately is that apparently that's not something everyone would do. No. And, <laughs> and you would go to these major companies, potential sponsors and brands and say, Hey, I got, I got somebody that I think uh, could really be great in your influencer campaign. What do you think? Literally? Yes. And then you'd negotiate a deal. Yeah. And like, I oh, work. I know. And I worked, I worked at an agency for a year. So like, I kind of saw it, but like, it definitely was a lot of like, and it still is Doug, like with pricing and stuff and negotiations, like I'm still learning every day, like, because there's no like right or wrong answer for negotiations. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, So, but but this, this can be technical stuff. I mean, do you have, do you hire lawyers or, I mean, how do you handle the details? Yeah. So I do. It was crazy because I actually did a lot of, even though I'm not a lawyer, I did a lot of, I guess, like redlining, like in general for like what to look for, for social media partnerships. 
Because a lot of them can be like anywhere from like a $200 partnership to like a $10,000 partnership, maybe more. Right. But like, it is tricky because like it, it is the talent's job legally. Like it is the talent's job to review each contract they sign and hire their own lawyer. So I can do my best to guide them and read it, but like, I am not responsible for what the contract says. Like, and and I know, I feel like I know a lot these days. Right. And like, I know what to look for and all that, but I'm not a lawyer. Right. You can't practice law. You can't practice law. You can't give advice. No. And I, and I have a lawyer, an internal lawyer here at Little Red Management that we refer to for basically everything that comes down to like really big deals and when I need them. But for the most part, if it's a big deal, the client is technically should get a lawyer if they want a lawyer to look at it. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, in this five or six years, you built up this big enterprise. How many, how many celebrities do you have? A big enterprise. Wow. Well, you're big names and you've done some big deals, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I call that a big enterprise. What do you call it? Um, a small business. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's all in the eyes of the beholder. Yeah, right. But I mean, you you represent some pretty big people, right? Yeah. Well, so. And you put it, together some pretty big deals, like we're talking big deals. Yeah. No, I mean, I've worked with Honestly, almost any big brand that you can think of, McDonald's, Nike, Macy's, I don't know, Burger King, any Coca-Cola, like I've done multiple campaigns with all of these brands and agencies and um, with a variety of different clients, just depending on what they're looking for, you know? So good for you. So what is it that gets you really excited in the morning? Courtney? All the unread emails? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, You know, I always wanted to be my dream job, which I know you've never seen this movie, so you're not gonna... That's all right. Just count me me as an older guy. (laughs) So, well, so there's this movie. Have you heard of Freaky Friday? Freaky Friday? I've I've heard of it, but I... Okay. There was, like, this mom in it that had, like, 10 different phones and, like, was they were all ringing at the same time. And I was like, I want to be that girl. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I just, like, always wanted to be busy and, like, in chaos. And I think it is funny that I'm saying, like, what makes me happy in the mornings, like, is unread emails. But, like, it's kind of true. Like, one of those emails could be a huge deal, you know? And, like, you never know when the next big deal is going to be. Like that's what's insane, right? Like whether I'm reaching out trying to make these deals happen or they're coming to me, like you just never know when they're going to happen. And I think like, I mean, really what I wish I could do all day long if I didn't have to coordinate a lot of these campaigns that were already going on, which I'm super thankful for. But, and I have a team a team that helps me with this, but like, I wish I could spend all day taking like a client, for example, spend an hour, like pitching just them and brands that make sense for just them, like right now today, you know, and like reaching out and pitching them for an hour, then taking the next one, pitching them for an hour and like literally doing specific outreach. Cause every client is different and like could appeal to different brands. 
And I just wish, and I will get there where like, I have more time to really hone in and like pitch those people for specific things. Uh, I, I see a lot of things that are unique about you, but what do you think it's, is unique about you that you bring the table to the table that makes you so successful in such a short period of time? I mean, it's so hard because I feel like more like honestly, just me like caring and being like emotionally invested in each one of my clients, like I think is a really big deal in this industry because a lot of people separate that emotional relationship between like a client and manager, client agent, whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, they're just trying to make money, maybe whatever. And like, for me, it's like, I really care about like each individual client. And I know that that's, what's brought me closer to the talent side of things. And then I honestly think even like me, cause like obviously getting, you know, the brands are the, and the agencies are the ones paying me. Right. And paying our talent. So like with that, I just feel like I always try to be memorable and like personable and like care about them. And like, Oh, and I do like, I'm always like, okay, like I want to see you get married on Instagram. Like let's follow each other. Like <laughs> what's going on? Where are you from? Like always just super personable when it comes to like knowing anybody and talking to anybody and like not just being dry. <laughs> well, I you guess. have a lot of, you have a lot of energy and I suspect you're an extrovert. Uh, and you really didn't know. <laughs> no one's ever told that to you before huh? no never <laughs> I'm an introvert what do you mean uh-huh right uh, <laughs> um so tell me about the importance of listening in your work yeah I mean look <laughs> I wish that my clients listened more to me <laughs> you know where, when I think about that it's so funny because I was, I was talking to my employees today about sort of, we, like every other week, we kind of go through this thing of like, what was the highlight from the past two weeks? And what was something that was like, not great. And, and like, how can we improve it kind of, you know? And the thing this week, and I know that this like, doesn't totally apply to me personally, but like, I constantly feel like every time we have a campaign, Doug, like, and I'm wanting content from clients, like, I feel like it's almost like they're not listening to me, like in the sense of like due dates, post dates, what I need done from them. Like, and, and I try to make it so clear. Like, I feel like I'm one of the most organized managers that can be out there. Like with just, here's the content due date. Here's the post date. Here's all this. Like I am so transparent about that stuff. And so I just like talked to my team today because I was like, I feel like I'm like a mom pestering their children to get their homework done. Like, why is, why is that these 25 year old, 30 year old, whatever year old people need me to hold their damn hand to get their content done? They're, they're, they're on social media and influence for a reason. And that's because they're highly creative and they go moment to moment and they don't think ahead and social media is perfect for that they have an impulse they pick up their camera they shoot a little video they post it and they go on and that's that's who they are if they were just if they were disciplined and focused people they'd be working for mckinsey 
<laughs> or KMPG, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you say that because this is the exact same conversation that I actually had with a friend like two weeks ago was kind of like, they have the right, whatever it is, like the right side of the brain and like the creative side that like the organization gone. is mm-hmm. gone. It's not there, but it's hard. Cause the ones that like are organized are the one that's, that are making so much money on social media. Like the ones that really have their shit together and have yeah. like a content at, calendar. Like look, they at Taylor, are. look at Taylor Swift. She's in LA. Right. And I mean, this is a billion dollar plus tour. She's one of the smartest young women I've, I've ever heard of. And she's she's a very, very smart young woman uh, yeah. and, and disciplined. And she's not uh, she's knocking it out of the park. So you're right. If you've got the creative instinct and you've got the discipline. Killer. But if you've yeah. only got the creative, then you can do OK. Yeah, like because I can't you know, I can't sit there and edit for three hours and take content for three hours. Like, I don't want to do that. You know, I mean, hence why I'm behind the computer for them, but it's just hard, Doug, when you like, feel like you give every little thing to someone to get something done and they still can't get it done. You know? No, it's, that's very frustrating. Yeah. But that's what listening means to me. And the first thing that came up to me, like when Mm -hmm. you said that. So if you think about you're working with in, in with creatives and talented people. Yeah. How much chaos do you see around you? Is that is just typical? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm the one that starts the chaos or talent. Um, you know, it is like very rare to like not have a chaotic day. Like, and everything just go right. I guess. Like, for example, a client today like doesn't have product like, and he had to reshoot content and like, we cannot buy the product anywhere within where he's located and content is due today. And I gave him, he had to do the content since Monday, Doug. So if I knew that he didn't have product, I could have overnighted him product and he could have gotten it done on time. But now we're dealing with a situation where I might have to go pick it up in LA somewhere overnighted to him in Chicago. I mean, it's like, that's just one point of chaos that happened to me today. Like one thing. And I'm like texting my assistant to call, you know, every store in Chicago to see where it is. I mean, it's like, but that's one little thing. I mean, there's always things where like, if someone posts wrong, you know, like on Instagram, I have to have them deleted and repost or, um, Maybe someone's not happy with an edit that the brand made. Um, maybe we have to reshoot. Maybe a, a campaign was canceled and I have to provide the bad news that it was canceled. Um, there's some- So you deal with a lot of emotions. I'm just waiting. Yeah. And I wonder why recently I've been like sort of on edge. Like I feel like my personality has been sort of on edge recently. They can get to you after a while. Yeah, I think that that's kind of what's happening. And I honestly wish, and maybe throughout my career, like I'm still, I feel like early on. So like, I'm hoping throughout my career, I just like don't care as well, that's, I don't, I don't care as much. That's unfortunately what happens in the business, in the entertainment business is people become very cynical. Um, yeah. But there's, a, there are, I think there are ways around that. Yeah, uh, what, what do you think? What are some tips? I think that, I, th- I think, you know, I don't know, 
if you know anything about my background and if you watched any of the videos, any of that stuff, but I'm a lawyer turned peacemaker. I did. I didn't know the lawyer thing. Yeah. And sure. what I've learned is that when you learn how to listen to emotions, magical things happen with people. So for example, you have a situation with a, one of your clients and they tend to, they get really emotional about something. All you need to do is listen to and reflect what they're feeling and they'll calm down. And that's when they can listen. And that takes all the stress off of you because you know, no matter how intense the situation, you know exactly what to say and how to say it. And you know exactly what the outcome is going to be. And that's the power of listening. Yeah. So more so like if they're complaining about something. That's right. It's, it's not really, about really me. You would say something, oh, you're really frustrated. You're really upset. And you don't feel listened to. You don't feel respected. You feel completely unappreciated and unsupported. And you're a little pissed off. And you're a little worried and concerned. And you're distressed and upset. And in some cases, you might say you feel a little abandoned, a little rejected. And then the... Drops their emotions down to ground zero immediately. Yeah. So okay, I'm going to try it next time. Although <laughs> I, Doug, I need someone to do that to me too, though. Well, there you go. There you go. All right, one last question. I'll let you go. Oh my God, uh, you're the best. What's one thing about you, Courtney, that we would never know unless you revealed it to us? God, it's so funny. <laughs> I like came up with this. It's just a silly fun fact, right, Doug? That's it. Okay, because I came up with two this morning. We did this for a team meeting, actually, because I have a new employee. Um, I put one that I wasn't Irish because I think people like assume I'm Irish. Uh-huh. Uh, and the other one was like I went to a Catholic all-girl high school. Where? Oh, 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 you did? Okay, in San Francisco? Mm-hmm, near San Francisco. It was like more like college prep and I'm not really religious or anything. So I feel like well, there you go. I meet people now, it's kind of random. And I met my fiance, soon to be husband on MySpace when we were 13, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Yeah, so that's different. Let's just say social media goes way back for me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, MySpace, that's, that's way back. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been a really amazing interview. You are an amazing young woman and you are- Oh, thank you. Continue to be successful. Thank you. Doug Knoll here. Thank you so much for listening to Listening with Leaders. If you are a successful executive leader who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.com. Doug Noll, D-O-U-G-N-O-L-L dot com slash podcast. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on the social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag listening with leaders. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to my website, dougnoll.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. That's at Douglas E. Knoll. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next show.